When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Does your insurance agent treat you like family? Insurance Corporation is programmed to build interpersonal relationships with members of family units. We communicate on a four-name basis with all customer numbers. Only a human who knows you can create a plan that's right for you. That's why for more than 80 years, Farm Bureau Financial Services has built relationships first and plans second. It's your future. Let's protect it. Talk to a Farm Bureau agent today or visit fbfs.com protect. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You made it. Here. Finally. Checked out of office to check into the sweet views of that place you've always wanted to go. You know the one. It's nice. Even the kids like it. This place is so cool. And they never like it. Mom, can we go to the pool? Look at that. Not even asking for the Wi-Fi. When you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. 
like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. A camel turn Hello and welcome to episode 61 of the Fighting Cock Podcast, season 10. Today I'm joined by Ricky. How you doing, mate? Good afternoon. You all right? Yeah, good, good. Lilo, I'm a little bit peeved at what's happening with our football club at the moment. Also joined by Majestic. How you doing, mate? Same old hey, Spurs podcast. Good to be back on. And yeah, everyone sounds a little deflated, don't they? It's, uh, yeah. You know, it's been, especially it's after been... last weekend. Uh, yeah, that. Then there's the that super... As well. And then and then the week, it's just it's just the endless pain of being a yeah. Spurs. As I yeah, it's a, pain in, it's a pain in the arse. Just wanted to go before, back to 2016. Oh, mate, wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. To enjoy, enjoy watching us play football at White Hart Lane? Oh, would it be nice? I wouldn't, wouldn't it indeed? Um, before we get into the football, Majestic, you've, you've come on before. Obviously, you've got your own yep. podcast, Same Old Spurs, with your good mate Gaza. And Can I just mentioned as well, Gaza has sent us a message, by the way, guys. Has he? Because he wanted desperately to come on. And all the guys there at the Fighting Cop podcast, the GOAT of Spurs podcast, as I like to call it. <laughs> I know you've got my friend in there, my good friend Kevin, aka Majestic, alongside you. Gutted I couldn't be there, but hey, look, Kevin loves hogging the limelight. So I'm used to that, being his podcast partner and really close friend. Such a shame, really gutted, but hey, guys, I wish you all the best. Oh, mate, that's... that's... I'll get on soon, if Kevin allows it. And uh, yeah, that's about it, lads. So up the Spurs and uh, yeah, have a great weekend. He's not oh, gonna... No, no, clearly not. I can sense there's a tinge of like I can't believe it. Can't believe this is happening again. Um, yeah. yeah, definitely gonna, definitely gonna get him on. Hundred um, percent. Apologies. I know. It's just, the thing is, is when you when this is your job, you know your work hours are you know any time during the day. And and exactly. luckily, Madge, you you have um, you don't have a conventional job either. You're um, what, what are you DJ producer? What, how would you describe your what you yeah, do for it. well, I, I work in media is the best way to say it now because obviously I'm doing a lot of stuff with Talk Sport now. Um, obviously, this afternoon, I, I sound like uh, Harry Kane. Yeah, obviously, I always saying obviously. Um, <laughs> I, I had the Talk Sport show this afternoon at twelve, and then I've been doing press stuff in regards to my single that's out at the moment with Boney M, Rasputin, and then after this, I'm doing my Kiss FM show. So yeah, I'm, I, I do everything. Do you know what I mean within media, and I love it all. And you know, my, my, my two joys of life are football and music and put them together and, you know, you get what I'm doing at the moment. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's good times in terms of talking about sport. However, enjoying it as a fan, it's the worst I've, I've felt in a long time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. We're going to come on to that. But you kind of glossed over the, the, the track you just you put out. <laughs> called. Glossed, you did. You glossed over it. It's Rasputin, right? Yeah. I've just checked. It's been out a month on YouTube. It has nearly six million views. Mate, fucking the, hell! Mate, yeah, it, it is a fucking hell moment. Like literally on my Spotify, um, the the numbers. I think we've we've been out eight nine weeks, and we've had, I think, twenty two million streams on just Spotify alone. Mad. Uh, and yeah, the places it's coming. Like on last Saturday, we had a million streams just on the Saturday afternoon, like around the world. And I'm just doing loads of conversations with different stations around the world last week i was doing a million different like liners like hey this is majestic you listen to my new single on radio one two three four five in the middle of the, sh- in the netherlands like it's honestly <laughs> i can't help myself because if you do if you are new to the world of majestic i do a few characters online and there's one that's a dutch character called steven van benderberg of a Bation from the netherlands and he's just like a really enthusiastic edm music lover that loves tiesto and like when i'm talking to these djs they are steven so they're like show majestic today you have maybe crazy party and you like you know steven bergwein from top of the hotspot now and i'm like trying not to crack up um like, so yeah i look to my i'm not the most organized person on earth nor am i uh, 
no no but but uh so i i, I was aware of your music through your um your twitter profile and stuff like that but i didn't know much about it and then it was just like i think you talked to us about this track before you released it that, that because you you're in you're you're signed under the same record label that owns the rights to this yeah. music which made you meant you you're able to do it right yeah it just it makes clearing it easier because you're on the same it's like being in the same football team yeah yeah you know? it's 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 mad what doors is this going to open up where where i mean this is what well, what does this mean for just, your career for my career it's just like an international record you know what i mean it's like takes what i've been doing for you know the best part of what am i now 34 I, I always say my professional debuts when I got paid to do what I do. That's yeah. when, when you're a professional. So I first done that at 17. So 17 years of doing what I do and a lot of grafting, even from the days of being a resident at Rudolph's nightclub next to the Tottenham Hotspur ground, <laughs> which I was for four years. Um, That's fantastic. You must no, have seen some stuff in Rudolph's. Oh, mate. Uh, well, the, the highlight is seeing a stiletto heel hanging out of the side of a girl's head after she'd been stilettoed in the head by another girl. Is this, uh, is this, was you resident uh, just uh, as a DJ in Tottenham, the area, or was it match days only? Is it, or did you just serve the local public as well? No, no, it was literally like the, uh, I was resident DJ on a Friday and Saturday night at Rudolph's. <sighs> also, Opera House, which was Webster's once upon a time and the Polo Club before that. So Mate, I've like, been, I've been to, uh, I've been out, I've been to Opera House. I mean, I didn't necessarily, necessarily enjoy it. Yeah, it was rough. It was really rough. I didn't necessarily enjoy it, but I was going out with a girl who lived in Tottenham at the time and she wanted to go to Opera House. And yeah, I mean, it was a jungle for, for real. It was like there was some very mean, mean people in there. I didn't, I didn't rate it too highly. So I can imagine the challenges and the things that you would have seen. Um, Mate, for, honest, for those that... Honestly, like Tottenham High Road on a Friday night was something out of a movie at times. I once saw a... A load of load of uh, young lads, which would probably be called the Mandem uh, nowadays, <laughs> yeah. hijack a bus, literally hijack <laughs> a bus, take a bus, rob the bus, and drove it down Tottenham High Road. And when they came back, they knew who I was, and they were like, "Yes, Madge, Wagwan." Like I knew them from my school. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty bad. The um, so so for those that don't, especially for for our friends over in America who perhaps don't know yes. Tottenham as an area. It's 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 become it's 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 a safe I suppose just a more safer place to live now. But back in the day, Tottenham was 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 a was a really really rough area. Has been for a long long time, um, and you know the, I think the, the, no small part the reason why Enoch potentially were looking to move out of the area and somewhere a little bit more, um, you know, sort of the Olympic Village sounds quite quite a nice place for people. Uh, from from another country to come and and um, watch their football. If we'd have moved over to the London Stadium as as Daniel Levy seemed to wanted us to do back in the day, yeah. But Tottenham, the area was 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 rough. You had to be quite streetwise, streetwise. or yeah, streetwise is the word. Or you could really handle yourself in order to um, really feel comfortable living in Tottenham for a long time. Um, but it was part of its charm, isn't it? As part, I, I kind of had a whole when I thought when. And when I was a kid and realizing that and, and going to the to the area because most of Spurs fans are kind of they they invade Tottenham the area they don't live there most of the time and as a kid I was quite proud of it all really that you know Arsenal were in Islington which is a very where I lived actually but a very sort of well to do soft um, middle class area especially Highbury and then you come to Tottenham and it was a bit horrible and grimy and... again before before islington and hybrid turned like that it was the same as tottenham like the gentrification of london is moving slowly down mm. the a10 and even now at ponder's end station there's these new flats that look like something out of new york it's, it's incredible what's happening to north london but as you mentioned there is an element of pride about tottenham that the other day just the other day i was down northumberland park and uh, funny enough, you, all the listeners, all, all, all the Firecock listeners are going to say, Maddie, you've had a head's gone here, but I'll explain it. After that dreadful dross performance on Sunday, I'm, I, I still took myself down to the Spurs shop and bought stuff. So it's like, <laughs> hashtag <laughs> Enoch, have my money. Like, literally. <laughs> Why did you do that? Because I was filming some some content with uh, right, right. <laughs> so there was, there, there was a normal was a reason, reason for it. Yeah, yeah Steve O, the Madman, who's a big social media influencer. If you want to check him out, very funny guy. He's a big yeah. West Ham fan, and I was 
shooting with him. And regardless of where we are as a club, I've got to rep my team, rep my colours, and I rep myself as the fat hoidier, which is what I'm slowly <laughs> becoming. People are calling me the fat. <laughs> as Kevin said to camera, look, he's eight hoidier. And hoidier saw the, the, the Instagram and put like crying faces and stars on him. So at least hoidier knows that his fat older brother exists. <laughs> But, is this yeah, is this the video you sent sent across me yesterday scoring header in the top corner? Yes, that's exactly the one. Wonderful. But, uh, so the, yeah, the thing is, like you said, that sense of pride. I said to my friend I was with uh, Chris, I was like, when I'm round here, I feel like I'm home. Yeah. It's so weird the feeling that you get. There's something in the air, and and and, and this is why you know I'm sure we're going to get onto it. The pain of what's happening now at Tottenham hurts even more because we are so attached to the club, and I just feel like a, a real sense of. You know, our own community it's us against the world more than ever at the moment people just like they are enjoying the sudden capitulation of tottenham hotspur and okay it sounds over the top what i'm talking about because we're just off the top four was in a final but what seems to be unraveling in the press is a capitulation people are loving it and they're lapping it up so we have to stick together guys yeah indeed and that's we've always had that as a spurs fans is you know that we're hated by every club pretty much we're the most hated club in london by hands down like Arsenal because we did everything first that's yeah. why yeah yeah and 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 uh, do you know what i think there's an element of of that of looking down on Tottenham because we come from a poor area, we're not we're not coming on um, from from Fulham or, uh, or, or or Chelsea or Islington, and 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 that's why there has always been like co- comparison between West Ham and Tottenham. I think the rivalry was as much um, a, a, a working class rivalry as it was, you know, to, in terms of the firm and what made up our, our, our um, you know the more rougher elements of our our, our fan base back in the day. But it's yeah, most mostly Spurs are the most hated, and um, and, and 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 right now that's why I think most people are, are kind of enjoying that. But quick, just one more thing, mate, Madge, before we move on to the football, because like you're like a really big deal when you're doing like <laughs> only on gi- Saturdays <laughs> when you do gigs and stuff. Can you like get us in backstage and we can meet loads of famous people and drink and that. One hundred percent. I don't know, fest- wish list. festivals. I don't know anyone. I just like love the idea of just being having like access because it's like something you no know, most people don't get, and I don't know any anyone like you, right? Really. So, <laughs> hope we're going to build our relationship over the next few months, few festival that's, season. Well, let, let, let's hope we can get back to normal and go to some festivals and do yeah. that. And, and that's the thing, like you know. For me, being in that privileged position of being backstage at places and, and meeting some incredible people that I've met, um, you know, football is such a love of mine that when I'm in that element with footballers and in their world, I'm just like, oh, this is the best. You know, it's, it's such yeah. a, a funny thing because when they come into like our world and they're backstage and they're meeting people, they're like, this is incredible. I'm like, take <laughs> me to the training center. That's incredible. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I'll pat your back. You'll pat mine. All yeah. right, let's uh, let's move on to the football because it's a sh- bit, bit of a shame because I was enjoying that, that conversation because it, it does feel, this is a weird feeling. It's hard to quantify, Ricky. I don't know how, you, how you're feeling at the moment. If I know you as well as I, I think I do, you know, and I've known you since 2003, I'd imagine you're a little bit um, upset about the way things are going at Tottenham currently. Yeah, I am. I mean, it's really hard because um, I kind of have to sit and try and, you know, measure my feelings and and why I'm feeling like this. And at the moment, right, we've had... uh, So Jose hasn't worked out, and then there was the European Super League, and then we've just lost the cup final... And then uh, today, who we th- we all thought, a lot of people thought that rumoured to be our next manager, uh, Ten the, I, I, yeah, Ten Hag, the, the Ajax guy, um, has signed a, a contract extension with Ajax. So that further uh, makes us kind of a bit more of a laughing stock. But the thing is, right, the reason why it feels, and like a, a lot of people are saying this, our worst season since God knows when, it hasn't been this shit and stuff like that. And I get that. And I feel that, you know, I feel it deeply. But it's like, if you think back to when we were managed by Poch and we were getting um, Champions League regularly, we were getting semifinals and cups and finals to cups. And by the end of the season, we always had stuff to look forward to right to the very end. Um and at the moment, you know, everything has has kind of gone. It's it's the first season in ages where we're now like 
you know six six games to go or however many it is and we're not we're not going to get fourth um even though you know as as much as you know casting as much positivity in that area we just we're not going to do it and you know the doubts around Harry Kane and where he's going to end up and Son hasn't signed his extension and there's there's a you know a fair more things that I probably would have forgotten but it what I'm trying to say is it's been a while since we felt this bad because under Poch in those five years I know it went shitty towards towards the end um we were still uh, a competitive side and at the moment it just feels a bit rudderless with um how we're playing and we haven't got a manager and where do we go from where do we go from here really and and that's not, not even forgetting what's been happening in society with the coronavirus and lockdown and, and spurs are supposed to be a kind of relief and, and a yeah. respite from all that shit exactly. and um and uh you know, it's not we're not i mean the last time i felt this disenfranchised with the club was probably when we lost 4-0 to liverpool when sherwood was our manager and all i'd say is to hold on to is that we made an appointment that changed our football club and we had, we had no idea how it was going to the impact that that was going to have um you know oh, when Pochettino was brought in we didn't re- I was I was happy and confident but I had no idea what he was going to come and bring and do to the to the football club so you just football moves fast you know a lot's happened in the last two or three weeks that that is depressing but football moves fast and I'm just holding on to that this isn't going to be this feeling we have about a football club isn't going to exist forever how about you Madge how, how are you feeling currently I think you know you guys summed up really really well there about it's the end of the season obviously we lost that cup final last weekend which was just horrible and I think the only players that can really walk off that pitch with their heads held high are Lloris, Toby and, and Dyer and I've been very critical of Eric Dyer this season very critical but you know he turned up and put his body in the way and the rest of them didn't um and, you know, you, you mentioned about there that 4-0 that defeat against Liverpool with Tim Sherwood. I actually won caller of the day that day talking to Stan Collymore on Talk Sport because I was that angry. And I went on an absolute <laughs> rant about that day, about how we're a selling club, uh, you know, Gareth Bell, and then taking it back to Berbatov, etc. And it's been a while since we felt like this. Like you said, Kane's future is in doubt. He's always been Mr. You know, loyal. And even he, the, the most professional man in football, is, is is saying little things in, in his you know press conferences that are making the press just jump on it and take the bite and go yeah we'll run with that we'll have a story we know how lazy some journalists can be at times and you know Tottenham's a perfect ground for them to go right let's call some, some riff here you know as far as I'm aware like with, with some decent inside info like Sonny's deal is a matter of time in terms of announcement so that's something positive and as for Harry you know this is why as much as people might hate Mr Levy he is the best in the game of those contracts. And there's a reason he signs people up for stupidly long contracts. And, you know, Harry, if he is to go, for example, the money that we will get for him will be insane. I don't want that to be, I don't want that to be a thing. I don't want that to happen. But that is why Levy is good at what he does in terms of those contracts and negotiations. So, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's the scary territory we have right now because where are we as a football club? Because we were so prominent in, in terms of the Champions League over the last few years. And we can use that word prominent because we got to a final in recent times. And, you know, to, to, to be two seasons without it and looking forward and trying to move the club forward, it's just thinking, right, how do we get back there? And at the moment, as you were saying, Rick, about, you know, not having the, the Ajax manager, he's out the running. Nagelsmann out the running. It's like, where do we go? We're hearing, you know, we're, we're being linked with Sean Dyche. You know, I just... <laughs> It's, that's how ridiculous it is. Listen, listen, I come Tottenham, right? All you got to do is eat nails every weekend. Harry, eat some nails and you'll be as good as Woodsy. You'll score as many goals as I would see. Right. <laughs> that's where we're at. So that's why it's quite difficult as a Spurs fan right now to to, to open up your, your social medias and read what's happening. Yeah, just on that, in terms of uh, the, the, the managers we've been linked with, they're not the most inspiring. Like, right. Ten Hag was the one... I, I mean, Brendan Rodgers... Or Nagelsmann was my original choice, my preference. And I think Nagelsmann would have been at the top. And obviously he's gone to buy music because it's yeah, so easy for him to, to do that. And it's you know a massive football club, so why wouldn't he? Ten Hag, I thought we, we, would, we would get because he said that he'd be looking to potentially move on at the end of the season. And it, 
Spurs were rumoured to have strong interest. Fabrizio Romano said there was going to be a meeting between the two. I don't know if that meeting has taken place. I have no idea. It, it, it has. It, it has, mate. And um, the tweet and Romano was saying that um, it it wasn't a positive meeting. Yeah. Like, so what, that, the, what what the fuck does that mean though? Like, well, it's. It, I think the, the the thing we would jump on as fans and Spurs because it's something we wanted that Daniel Levy's fucked that meeting up. It means Levy's gone. Listen to me, mate. Right, I've got five pounds. Yeah, I'll give you Deli Ali. Make him a star again. Here's a fiver. Yeah, right, I've got a fantastic centre back for you. It's called Davison Sanchez. He's great. I'm telling you. You want to? Want it? It's Terry Timms. Daniel Levy's Terry Timms. Come to the football club. I give you five pounds. Deli Ali. It's going to be a great season. You get yourself a Europa League badge in the conference. <laughs> Fantastic. Let's do the deal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the, the, I, I think I think that that would be the what we would jump on as Spurs fans. Just say, well, obviously Daniel Levy's fucked that up, but you you don't. We have no idea. We will never know the contents of that meeting. It may be that he never wanted to leave Ajax, and he, he mentioned in his his quote since when signing a new contract, he said, um, "I know who I'm working with. I know the, what their ideas are." I know the goals we have. So, and, and there was a question from James actually. He says, um, uh, Ten Hag said that stuff about extending his contract. Does that mean Levy couldn't promise Kane was staying? So, this is the thing is like, I understand your question, James, but this is what happens is you get a tiny bit of news and then you make huge leaping assumptions about what was the actual content of the meeting. And, you know, it may be that they met and thought, we can't work with this guy, or he thought Daniel Levy's a prick. It, or maybe the money we were offering wasn't enough. Or Flav, you know, do, you, do you think uh, Ten Hag? Don't know. And and like the general managers when they have these meetings, do you think it's like a traditional job interview, like where Levy says to Ten Hag, "Where do you see yourself in five years' time, Eric?" <laughs> and and then he's like, you know, in some job interviews as well, just because you know that some some uh, companies they're so edgy and they say. If you were a biscuit, what would you be? And Eric just—he <laughs> just fucked it right up. <laughs> well, he said Gary Baldy or something. Yeah, no, he just said I'm a, uh, he, he started going on about double chocolate chip muffin, and then <laughs> no. Levy's going, "That's not a biscuit, mate. You, no. you fucked this right up." No. He went, "I'm a rusk," and Daniel Levy's like, "What? <laughs> a rusk? What? One of those baby biscuits? Yeah, yeah, that's what I am." Daniel, you know, I'm. Uh, I like to think of myself maybe, perhaps, possibly now, perhaps uh, as a, a Jaffa cake. <laughs> That is not a biscuit. That is a cake. Get out of the office. Get out now. Take the mellow with you. Um, I can only wish. Yeah. So we, we don't know. And I. And the only thing, the only thing that I hold ho- hopes onto is, uh, and, I, and I'm kind of making these leaps, is that Brendan Rodgers, um, you know, has said, he, you know, he's focused on Leicester. He's focused on the rest of the season, which is what you know. Those are straight batting answers. And he said Tottenham are obviously a massive football club. He didn't need to say that. He didn't. He doesn't need to make us feel better about potentially turning the deal down, right? He's, that's, he, that, that's Brent, like saying in front of your girl, like, you know, I'm I'm well loyal to you, baby, yeah, but you know that your, your friend, like Jess, is she's buff. I'm not gonna lie, she's buff. <laughs> <laughs> right now, she's buff like, if you're gonna ask me, like, would I tap her? Yeah, she's buff. <laughs> for, 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 for our American fans listening right now, that's like, yeah, she's hot. She's really yeah. hard. <laughs> exactly. You don't need to comment on how fit no, your, your bird's mate is. You're so much trouble with the misses when you get home after that comment. And this is, and this is the thing. This is what I think about Brendan Rodgers. Like, I think he maybe he wants the job. Maybe like, and, and you know, some people might say, why would he leave Leicester? But it doesn't matter what Leicester do or for how long they do it. Tottenham will always have a, a um, an air of, Miss, not mystique, but like just an air of, of quality that Leicester Football Club will never have purely on, there's multiple reasons, how our brand's been perpetuated across the world, how we've been propped up by Sky Sports, you know, in terms of the image of the football club, but what we've done in, in the past as well. So Tottenham and size of the stadium and, you know, just how many people support Spurs across the world as opposed to Leicester. You know, he, he is attractive. And the other thing about it is, He's a bit of a rat as well, isn't he? Because like he's left clubs, he's left clubs just to because he's ambitious. Um, Chelsea was his dream job, and any moment to get back into the Premier League, he's there. Like, oh, I'm very, very proud, he... very proud to be at Leicester. You know, it's a dream job. Very proud. <laughs> That's very proud. He's always proud. Where he is, he's very proud. I'm very proud. 
<laughs> and um, like and be proud. And do you know what? In, in the best situation for us is he comes to us and does so well. He fucks us over as well. And that, that you know, that's if that happens, then we, we've had a good few seasons. I feel like Brendan Rodgers is the one. Other than that, we're looking down the list. Flav, I'm going to put this to you. Someone said it to me the other night. PSG get knocked out next week against Man City. They don't win the French league because I think uh, they're about a point off or a couple of points off of the French league at the moment. They sack Poch. Take him home. Ricky. <laughs> It's, uh, I feel like I need a moment to think. Is what I, I, just, <laughs> I feel like it's a bit too early for him to come home. I like, like I do want him to That's come home point. eventually, yeah. But I want him to get a few. Uh, I want him to go and sow his oats, you know. Just go out there and just do, do whatever you need to do, and then come back, and uh, it'll all be good again. But I think at the moment, I think it's just a touch, a touch too soon. It's just to you sort of piggyback off your analogy. Um, it's like he's bummed the next door neighbour, and um, <laughs> and it's too soon. He can't. She still lives there, and uh, so he's got to either move for a bit or, or wait till that 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 sort of you know the the woman has moved out or whatever it is, and 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 we can just we can welcome him back once the water is under the bridge. He still he still stinks of uh, of her ass. That's basically it. Yeah, it's like he goes, you give him a cuddle, and you're like, poor. I can smell her ass. I can smell her ass. I can smell her ass. Wait, wait, why do you smell of arsehole? <laughs> Don't you remember? The, you know, about seventeen months ago, I bummed the next door neighbour. <laughs> Too soon. Okay, no problem. I leave. I leave. Um, yeah. so answer your question, mate. I I right now, I I would. Because it, it, the instant impact would make me feel better. I just don't know if much has changed at the football club that would make him any better than he was when he. Delhi Ali's hair's changed. That's changed. Yeah, I mean we'd have. Yeah, that's changed. Um, we've got Hoybier now, and and the Celso and then Domblay are settled. But I just I I feel like it's too soon. I feel like it and uh, yeah, time needs to pass. And he talks about how how he wants to come back to the club and feels like there's going to be, you know. You know, fin- there's, there's things left done, for, left to be done for him, and it's the same I sort think- of situation with Gerard. If he was to go back to Liverpool, if he was to go to Liverpool and manage them directly after Klopp, it would be too soon. You need a degree of separation between those two appointments, and I feel like we still need to find that. Just um, get Joel Yol back in. We want him back in for the banter. What's we he like doing? <laughs> Where is Martin Yol? Bring him back. <laughs> get him back. Um, I just want to hear him say the words, you know, Berbatov, and you know, I love my dog, you know, again. I used to love, his, his post-match conferences were always the best. When he called Gabby Logan, darling. Hello, Gabby, darling. Like, literally, <laughs> the man was just on his shit all the time. He was on smack, ready for war. <laughs> <laughs> what, um, um, would you take Martin Neal back in interim manager? Maybe give him a year, Rick? God get no. a good, t- good times back. Why? No, I, no, forward. Look forward, mate. I want to look forward. That's it. Fair but at the moment, when when we're saying look forward, and then you're you're um, telling me these these names of where we're looking forward, I'm reverse, like reverse, reverse. Yeah, maybe maybe let's look back. Yeah, backwards wasn't so bad. <laughs> but oh, I just I don't, I don't uh, know. What do you think about Scott Parker? Feels it just it's not. It just feels like a meme waiting to happen. It, it, it's not that. It's, it, I, it just feels like it feels like he's not ready. And yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, and Fulham getting relegated, getting Fulham rele- relegated isn't shouldn't isn't the credentials for the next Tottenham Hotspur manager, <laughs> in my opinion. So Spursy, that is so Spursy. It's like, what's your last job? Yeah, got Fulham relegated. Fantastic. Come in, <laughs> we want you. Uh, well, the thing is, is that is that sometimes a manager will do things with a football club, and you can see what he's trying to do, but the quality of the player and his resources just don't let him get beyond. You know, it's just sake keeping Fulham up. And a case in point there would be Graham Potter. Like, literally, just his name, the fact that his name's Graham Potter, uh, you know, I think he should never be Tottenham manager. Like, we don't want to... Great, like, Ten Hag sounds sexy. Nagelsmann, ah, oh, yeah. Like, these, I don't even know what... Like, they, 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 I didn't, I've never heard those names before. Graham and Potter, I've heard loads. Loads. Uh, I've heard, Graham, lo- I'm, a, I'm the new gaffer here. My name's Graham. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just want to say... Uh... Delhi Alley, you know, lovely hairstyle. Uh, I like the, the rap music as well. Yeah, I do a bit of rap <laughs> myself, you know. But well, that's what it would be in it. But the he's, takes charge. 
he plays great football with Bart Brighton. And and I think that he's just suffering from a lack of quality in his team. And maybe we need to take a step back and realise that we, we've had Jose Mourinho, but he was probably quite desperate for a job. Um, and that we may, maybe need to be a little bit more pragmatic. I just don't think that Graham Potter would get any kind of grace period. People will be on him straight away. The same people that absolutely love Jose Mourinho, they'll hate Graham Potter and vice versa. Like I can imagine the lads over at Extra Inch actually creaming their pants at the foot of Graham Potter being our manager. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. They, they would be most definitely. Yeah. Uh, Primate, he says, uh, Daniel Levy is a messy of club chairman. Yep, he occasionally misses a penalty in a cup final, but you're mad not to have him on your team. When he's gone, he'll be replaced by someone not nearly as good. Majestic, what do you make of that? Wow. Big statements. Um, I'm not in that whole camp of like, you know, Levy's ruined our football club because he hasn't. You'd be silly to say that he has. We've, we've, we've moved forward. He's let us down. On They mentioned the cup finals. There's four cup finals. We ain't scored. Uh, <laughs> but in fairness, the players need to be held accountable for that as well, including the likes of Harry Kane, may I add. Um, you know, it's all good when everyone's like, Harry Kane's got to leave. If he wants to win something, he needs to leave. Why, why not show up in a cup final, mate? Champions League? Uh, League Cup? You tell me. But, you know, I think the, the thing is with Daniel Levy, which frustrates everyone, is the people like, you know, the Jack Grealishes slipping under the net, you know, and those kind of things, they're not making those decisions at the right time. So, I don't know, would we miss him? Like, who knows? It's all It's all hypothetical, so it's very hard to answer, but you know, I, I don't think he's, you know, once he's gone, oh, God, you're going to miss him. You, you know, you know, you know, be careful what you wish for, because I just think it's very clear that with Jose Mourinho, especially with his departure, that was all based on money. Because if he won that trophy on that Sunday, which, listen, 82 minutes gone, we held on on a set piece. We, we gave it away. Could have happened under Jose, might not have. And, you know, he wins that trophy and all of a sudden that severance package is completely different. So he's still all about money. And what about you, Rick? What do you think of um, that statement that potentially we would regret it if Daniel Levy was somehow forced out of the club or sold? Uh, I com- I completely agree with what Madge said, but I can't really add anything else. I mean, I I kind of I I'll get pelters for this, um, but I am still in that camp of better the de- better the devil you know, really. And like, if who. If another chairman comes in, I mean, if Enix still... So, we're we talking about Levy going and the, there being a new boss, but Enix still own us? Or is are we talking about Enix being removed completely? Because who comes in um, and and buys Tottenham? Do you know what I mean? And, and how... I just think... I, I'm petrified of Tottenham becoming Leeds, Portsmouth, Sunderland and uh, just that financial strain and sliding through the leagues. And I know loads of people tell me all the time that's never going to happen to Tottenham. That can't happen to a team like Tottenham. We've got the infrastructure in place. We've got this, we've got that and all that lot. But I bet you Leeds, Portsmouth and Sunderland said exactly the same thing at exactly the same time. And I just don't, I just, um, I couldn't bear it, man. Do you lie in bed, Rick? Do you lie in in bed and you wake up at three o'clock in the morning? And most Cold people twits. think, yeah. Most most people think about something embarrassing they did, like bum the next door neighbour. But you you uh, you you wake up and go, we could be Sunderland. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, I do. We could be we could be bum. Shit, we could be Pompey. <laughs> and then I, mate, to be honest, that's quite a healthy way to look at it. Just saying, well, look, we're not Pompey. We're not Sunderland. I um, used to um, when when I was when I was a kid. Uh, actually, I st- even even to the uh, to this day, um, when I have a fry up with my old man before the before any Spurs game, and we'd be chatting, and, and it doesn't matter. Kind of like when it was. This is more like nineties, uh, really. Um, and we'd be we're we're having a conversation, laughing how much we're going to get beat by today, or, or or whatever it might be. And he'd always say, "You should thank your lucky stars that uh, that we support Tottenham. Just think, you could be Scunthorpe. Just think, you could be this team and that team. Just think, you could be a team that for the last thirty years, all they've concentrated on is staying in the league and not even got promoted. They just stay where they are, 
mid-table. For th- and you have nothing. And you, as a Tottenham fan, you have so much history and heritage and the size of the club and everything. And this is the team that we got. And we there, there, there will be glory days around the corner. And I used to be like, oh, fuck off, Dad. Like, <laughs> I, like, I, just, just, like, I just feel like shit at the moment. <laughs> to be fair, I want that played when the, the jewel of the fate comes on. Your dad's speech to be over the top of that to galvanise people. It's like, you could be Scunthorpe. Tottenham Hotspur. No, we've not won in four finals and haven't scored a goal, but glory days are around the corner. <laughs> look, look at Sunderland. <laughs> that would be fair. See, that would tap into, instead of, instead of all that, the Klingsman dive, the Ginola free kick, no, the Gaza free kick, Defoe, Mabbott. Instead of doing that, just going, lads, we could be fucking Sunderland. Just cheer up. <laughs> yeah. Chin up. Fuck's sake. Come on. Listen, blow the whistle. Let's go. You've got chicken across road. You could be Sunderland. Let's have a fucking party. That's the important voice as well, just to make it so nonchalant. These are the positives that we have to take out of these things. Because what it is for me, and, and I see it myself, because like I said, you know, being on the inside, on the other side, being up places like talk sport and, and having conversations and what you know i watched us lose to dynamo zagreb with with jason clundy and andy goldstein you can imagine the pain that was you know my, so yeah just to give you a little insight to those that don't know who are listening and are new to the world of the same old spurs podcast myself and, and my friend gaza that that run the same old spurs podcast we were doing a takeover on talk sport 2 the night of the dynamo zagreb game so the whole thing was supposed to be easy we get through we do an hour show afterwards we have a bit of banter about you know the potential cup final well the cup final that we had with man city you know we're going to talk cup final so it was supposed to be fun this and the other we couldn't believe it the dynamo zaga thing happened and i was sat there watching it with goldstein and cundy and literally when they're going in cundy spat out his dinner like with like laughter uh like joy and oh. I'm just lying about, it, mate. We used to pay your money, pay your wages, yeah. Like a bit of respect. <laughs> and like Goldstein, they're all just like they, people want to laugh at us almost. And there is, I do feel there's definitely a media bias towards us. And the fact that we had established ourselves as a top six club, the fact we had established ourselves as a Champions League club and got to the final, etc., and the fact of the matter that the football we were playing was 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 so, you know, easy on the eye. You know, people didn't like that. You know, Gary Neville as well. I loved what he did about the European Super League, but all those constant digs at Tottenham were unnecessary because mm. it's just like, you know, Wales at Manchester United play for Sir Alex Ferguson at Manchester United. Yeah, but at least we're not Tottenham. I'm like, fuck off, mate. Like, just, you know, show a bit of respect. And I think, you know, these instances now with the way that Levy operates is why we lack that respect because the way that he acts. And, and that's, that's the poisonous thing sometimes about the whole e- Enoch and Levy thing. He does things that kind of brings our club into disrepute because the way he operates. And yeah, it, it, it's, it's very frustrating to be a Spurs fan. But as you were saying, you know, we aren't Sunderland or Portsmouth, etc. And we have established ourselves as a top six team. We are considered that. And you've got to remember as well, the young players that are coming through their ranks and academies now and the youngsters that are wearing the Spurs shirts and that, they're not thinking other than the Bell era and you know, what Potts has done in the last few years. We are a Champions League team and across Europe, we're known as that. True, true. We've got a question, interesting question from Andrew P.S. Uh, he says, what differences have you noticed between the different generations of supporters? Obviously, typically, especially at Tottenham, um, you know, the eight, the average age of a season ticket holder gets it gets older every year and because of the price, it makes it inaccessible for young young people to do it unless you've got a, a dad that's willing to pay out or you know people just willing to spend more on football than they they, they should but th- there has always been like gaps in in um uh you know the, how i how i uh, a supporter of a certain age behaves and i was talking to my dad the other day and thinking like i wonder how my dad's doing like he's got terrible like he used to be he used to be so philosophical like i used to take results really badly before doing the pod actually it was just i was like dad what why like during the early 2000s like it was this is so bad dad like what what's going on like what tell me about the good old days and he's like no, look don't worry mate don't worry just you know just keep your head straight it's always next week and we are a great football similar to what your your dad was saying rick all yeah. that stuff now i can't call him if we've lost i i, I gotta leave it a week 
because it, he's like, like, it literally makes me feel worse about supporting Spurs than anyone. He's like, we're shit. We're <laughs> fucked it. <laughs> Levy's a bastard. Harry <laughs> Kane's not interested. Lloris is shit. And it's like, dad, what Gaz happened to the... F- like that as well. And so is my dad. Like, literally, Gazza's dad is on Twitter trolling people. <laughs> you need to follow... Look for Steve King on Twitter because he is an entertaining Twitter user, I tell you. And you're right. It's literally... They they were once upon a time a bit more relaxed and and like yeah you know it would get better we play good football we got flair we got style this year especially my, my my dad the moment Jose joined us my dad was like I'm not in I'm not involved no no more I'm not having it and so yeah it's literally the generations it's, it's such a good point that you, you make here Flav about those difference in generations and I think like for for like my, my dad's generation my dad my dad's what sixty. 364, you know, sing glory years was there when we won the, the as my dad always says, the UFA Cup. You know what I mean? Like, they, they were there. They saw the glory day. So now they're just sort of done with it. And like, literally, my dad's just like, I've seen us in our glory days. I've seen Glenn Hoddle play. Uh, I'm done. Yeah. I worry about that. I worry about that because I, n- I never want to get to that situation where Spurs aren't important to me. And I know this because this is an issue because my great uncle Bill passed away. Yeah, about 10, 15 years ago. But him and his brother, my granddad, would go down Spurs in the 50s. They watched Arthur Rose push and run team. My my dad's first season was 61, uh, the double winning season. So he would have been 10 at that time. And he, um, it, it, but my, my uncle Bill, he got to a certain point, he goes, I just, I can't, This is there's nothing left for me here. I've watched all of the magnificent football in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, all of the trophies we won, not you know gargantuan amounts, but we we were fantastic. We won European trophies in every decade up until the 90s, right? So, um, it, it, but he gave up and I just don't want to get to that stage. And I'm not sure I ever will, to be honest, but I don't know. Anyway, boys, we've got, we've got, um, we've got Sheffield United this week, not a bad I mean, depends how you look at it. I mean, it's not a bad fixture to have the worst team in the league at home after a pretty demoralising few weeks. So, I mean, being Spurs, my feeling is that Sheffield United would probably get a result. <laughs> so you guys, and everyone listens to this, you think you feel bad now. <laughs> and, I, and like I said, our friends overseas who watch the podcast, you think you know what Tottenham is. The Tottenham I know, the Tottenham I know get beat this weekend by Sheffield United. That's the Tottenham I grew up on. Um, how, what's your feeling going into the game, match? How, how do you feel like we're getting? I think you're right there. You know, this is exactly why we called our podcast the same old Spurs podcast, because it is written to be how you've just described it, because it is the same old Spurs. Spurs turn up and do what Spurs do. But I would just like to see, you know, like Ryan Mason set out an attacking team, utilise those players that we have got, because, you know, the likelihood of us ever seeing Bale, Son and Kane again is pretty slim, I'd say. So... Can we just see that for the next five games? Them three up front together. I don't care. Just put them three up there and, and just try and just play some football. Because, you know, yeah, cool. We have the possibility of getting top four mathematically. Realistically, not. It's not, not going to happen. But let's just enjoy five games of football that we've got coming up. Because, you know, I haven't enjoyed pretty much any of our football this season. Apart from the couple of times where, you know, Bell's run amok and he's played and, you know, we've had some good moments, obviously, early on in the season against Arsenal, but that game weren't enjoyable. The goals were. But I would just like to see us have a bit more of a freedom about us and, and play some football and, and start looking towards our future, which doesn't include the likes of Musa Sissoko, Harry Winks, Lamellas, etc. The kind of people that I'd like to think would be leaving the club. I, so this lineup, tell me what you think about this lineup. Loris, Region, Dyer, no, Roden, out of Aroud. Aurier, Hoybier, Lo Celso, and Dombele, Kane, Bao, and Son. I like that. Apart from Lo Celso's been fucking useless. What would like, you do? Who would you swap him out with? Well, this is the thing. Like, I really want Winks. to see Delhi get a, a game. Like, you've got the air cut. You're smiling, you know. And speaking, like Gaza was speaking to one of our good school friends yesterday, who is a Delhi Ali, a friend of Delhi's, like an actual friend, like you know, goes around and watches football at his house kind of friend. Mm. And he's talking about, because because Gaza dug him out on socials, my mate come back at him and was like, 
oh, da, 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 like defending him. And I said to him, I said, trust me, our guy knows Delhi. And he's like, really? And then they got into the conversation and it, it turns out, yeah, his confidence is on the floor. The PSG move, you know, it was going to happen. The club blocked it. He was, you know, really upset, wanted that little moment and to re-energize himself. And apparently now he's actually quite excited at the future at Spurs because Jose's gone. He was completely frozen out by him and he didn't really understand why because when he first came, he obviously did put his arm around him. So I just want... Delhi needs time to, to get back into playing football. He hasn't played competitive Premier League matches one after another this season, I don't think. Like, so I'd like to see him in there. Lo Celso is just... His performance in that cup final was that bad. I'd drop him. Like, he was that bad. Mm. I said there's a way of playing Delhi off of Kane again. Like, I don't know whether it's a change in system. And sometimes you have to, you have to change your system. I'm not sure Ryan Mason is the guy to do it, although maybe... But sometimes you have to change your system to suit the strengths of certain players. And if you can get yeah, Deli Alli anywhere near the form he was in for two seasons, 2014-15, 2015-16, I think if I've got those right, he was fucking brilliant. So maybe that that is an option, but I don't know. I don't know. It's just about getting over the line now. And obviously this weekend we've got Sheffield United. Just got some uh, odds here from William Hill. Uh, enhanced odds, actually. Um Harry Kane's score first was 9-5, now 9-4. Um, that's a banker in it. Um, but the one I'm most interested in is uh, Hoon Min Son to have over one shot on target. Uh, was was 7-4, now 9-4, Rick. What? It just, all he's got to do is hit the target once. 9-4, Willie Mill. That's mad. That feels, I mean, that, I mean, the bookies do have a way of making odds look, <laughs> making things look like, oh yeah, I should definitely smash the kids' piggy bank and put all the money on that. But I, I quite like that. I, I just, I think, um, just that can't ease, be right. He's got to hit the target any time. Nine to four, practically double your money. Right, that's it. I'm taking all my money out of crypto and now sticking it on on that bet. Well, don't do that because our crypto is going to the moon. Really. <laughs> don't do that yet. I tell, right, right. tell you what, when 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 our crypto goes to the moon, we'll be flying majestic out to our parties yeah. to play. Would you do that, majestic? Got, how how expensive? Like, how much crypto have you got? I mean, we're we're, we're uh, I think we're overblowing our stake a little bit, <laughs> but you never know. Um, I think people in 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 2013 who had some Bitcoin weren't thinking that one day it would make them a millionaire, and we're just holding on to that idea. But just um, you sort of skirted over the. The offer there is that would you could we fly you out somewhere? Mate, Some... I don't need to be flown. Let's just do it down down the Bill Nick and, and have it. <laughs> but I just mean a, a, just one a person, just me and Ricky are the only audience members, and you've got a DJ for us. <laughs> <laughs> How much would that cost? <laughs> I'm thinking of horrific stories of the, the neighbour being bummed now. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, um, okay. Uh, match results: uh, Tottenham nineteen to ten. You can get sixteen to one for Sheffield United if you want to sort of hedge your bets. I never really get that though. Betting on your own own team just in case we lose, or at least you've got some money. Rick, you strike me as the kind of guy who'd do that. What bet? What so putting my money on Sheffield United? <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. I've uh, like years ago. I used to. I've betted on like um, West Ham winning or something like that. And if they lose and I lose my money, it just makes me smile anyway. But then I just kind of like, it just felt dirty. So I just, I didn't do that again. But normally I don't bet on, so I never ever bet on Tottenham and I never ever bet on Italian football. They're my two rules. And I've <laughs> not won any football. Uh, Where, I've not won any money. Where does that come from? You never bet on Italian football. Why? Because, oh, you know, you just don't know what the results are going to be, do you? It's just well, up in the air, fix, isn't it? You mean they're fixed? Is that what you mean? I, I didn't say that, mate. But yeah, sounds like you can't, what you want. You can't, you're, you're feeding into stereotypes there, mate. <laughs> you're, that's risky chat. Uh, my favourite is the score, win cast, uh, 90 minutes. Harry Kane to uh, bag at any time and Spurs to win 2-1, 33-1. Stick a tenner on that. Have a great weekend. Um... Okay, all right, boys. Well, um, uh, you know, it's been um, it is a tricky time of being a Spurs fan. It's it's one that um, we we will have to ride out. There was a question actually about like, is this are we is Daniel Levy sort of uh, as Daniel Levy's 
the, the, the stuff that Daniel Levy's done over the last three or four weeks is it caused enough damage to remove all of the goodwill, good feeling that we achieved under Pochettino. And I don't think so. Like I said before, with, with, with Sherwood, you know, I, that was a low, low point. And then off the back of, you know, you had AVB as well. It felt, felt like the club had done something under Redknapp. And then we were going through the doldrums and it felt like we weren't moving forward. And one appointment changed everything. And I just, I am... I am quite hopeful for the future. Maybe not next season. And maybe we'll lose Kane. And maybe we'll lose Son eventually. Um, but we will re- rebuild. It's imp- if, if for nothing, that it's important for Enoch and for the brand and for how much money, and it's always come down to money, they need Tottenham to be in the Champions League or competing there or thereabouts. It's no good. It's no good than being, um, you know, just languishing around mid-table it just doesn't suit the brand at all so you know there's there, there'll be an investment at some stage but god knows if it'll be this summer you forget as well there's a euros as well and there is very little transfer activity during an international tournament so anything else to add boys yeah i mean like with the manager it's got to be like like you're saying about the brands like no one wants to be like mid-table tottenham and stuff like that we have to get like a, a marquee kind of name for for our manager. I mean, the, they have to have like Champions League experience, and for, for me personally, anyway, I just can't see. I can't see who we are gonna who we're gonna employ. We, we we need to find someone that obviously when like Kane, Son, and uh, and the rest of the lads that uh, respect when they come in and be like, oh shit, man, that they're coming in, they're decent or whatever. But also, um. No, I know people have said when we when we hired Poch, we didn't have Champions League experience. But back then, we weren't a Champions League team or or, or kind of uh, in the Champions League reckonings. But but you don't need that. Know. You don't need that to qualify for the Champions League. You just need a change in ethos currently at Spurs, and that can happen. I, but I think we do. I mean, for me personally, I, I want someone that has been and knows the Champions League and those high pressure games. Like for for me, like Graham Potter is. It's just not. It's just not. I'm not feeling it. Really not feeling it. But what, the alternative, if it's not Brendan Rodgers, if it's not Graham Potter, Eddie Hell. No. Is that because he? <laughs> is that because he looks like a, a, a just recently graduated maths, maths teacher? Is that? Is that yeah, part of the problem? Yeah, there is that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, uh, Madge, who are you saying? Who's going to be? If it's got to be someone, who is it? It's really, really difficult, but. You know, Brendan is the obvious choice, I think, especially with the way that Leicester have been playing football under him. And the fact he's got, you know, such a good performance out of the likes of Madison, who's part of the Avengers with Deli Alley and all that little mob with the A's and Grealish and that. The fact that he can handle that modern footballer, do you know what I mean? Because you've got to think under under Brendan Rodgers, he had, had uh, what's his name, Sturridge performing unbelievably. Do you know what I mean? Like those kind of modern day footballers who like to do the dancing, like to go on Instagram lives, he's obviously can can handle them, where Jose clearly couldn't. So that looks like the kind of safest bet, I think. Premier League experience done very well. Um and obviously he was very close to winning the title with Liverpool if it wasn't for Steven Gerrard's slip. So I think Brendan's the obvious choice looking at it now. Um he's just as I say to go down, we, we've done the, the the Pochettino, the young manager who's done well at a smaller club. Um, oh, they've done all right. Let's see what they can do here. We've done that with Poch. Then we got in the serial winner. It didn't work out. We can't go back even further towards the, you know, the Graham Potters and the Eddie Howes who, or even the Scott Parkers who essentially are the Poches once upon a time. So I think we've got to look at someone like Brendan Rodgers. I don't want to go down the route of Allegri's and and Rafa Benitez and all that kind of stuff. It just doesn't excite me at all. So I think I'd love to see Brendan Rodgers. I think, you know, a lot of Spurs fans don't like him for some reason. I don't know why. I don't really care, like, what he's done in the past or Liverpool or anything like that. All I know is that Leicester have played some good football this year. You know, Ian Nacho's been absolutely phenomenal, even though uh, my, my friend's wife, who is a Leicester fan, calls him Ian Nacho. Thought his name was Ian <laughs> Nacho. That was brilliant. That's like the uh, Newcastle forward. I thought I didn't know anything about him when he scored against Spurs. I don't know, one of Poch's, you know, in the death knolls of his Spurs career. And I thought a bloke called Joe Linton had scored against Tottenham, not Joe Linton. 
but just like Joe Linton. Where have they found him? He's definitely from Grimsby. 100% yeah. from Grimsby. Ah, uh, Joey Linton is a great player. Ah, uh, Joey Linton, man. You know, I went to school with his sister, man. I know Joe Linton, man. He's a good lad. <laughs> but so, yeah, I'm very uh, much in, 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 in that, that, that camp of Brendan Rodgers. But I just, I just think he's got such a good thing going at Leicester. And they're doing all right. And, you know, by the sounds of it, from, from friends who are very in with the club, I've got, you know, one of the young lads who works with me actually um, used to be part of their academy and, and his friend plays for them now. The, what's the left back called? Luke. Um, I forget his name. But, you know, apparently there's a great there's a great sort of feeling there. The, the owners are really, really good people. And why would you want to come to which has been labelled the poisonous chalice, chalice that is Tottenham Hotspur with Daniel Levy and Enoch. Um, Because we're the best football club in the world. That's why. We think that. We do. <laughs> Everybody knows it. That's why they're bitter. Anyway, uh, boys, thank you so much. Go and check out Rasputin uh, with Boney M. Buy it majestic. Uh, I mean, you probably have done because six million other people have. Still blown away by that. I couldn't believe Like I was like, oh, let's see. Because I remember you mentioned it and I just had a look on YouTube and I was like, fucking hell, six million... Well, five point nine million currently. Yeah, that's on like an unofficial channel as well. That's not even the official channel. And then the music well, so, videos out. Now so someone well. else uploaded that up. Yeah, I think so. Obviously, they must have had permission from the label. It must be like right. a particular YouTube channel. But yeah, it's out now. Uh, the video's out now as well, where you can see me do a, a, a fun dance. Yeah, I watched it. I watched it. What's the deal? So you're you're like um, because Rasputin was what was he? Like he was like a Russian, um, sort of. What would you call it? He was like he had that this mystic, mystique yeah. about him, and you're you're walking into this um, drag club, is that right? <laughs> and well, it's, it's the box in Soho, which is like quite a infamous spot, especially for media darlings, like late at night. Uh, okay. And yeah, I, I basically go in there and I hypnotise the judges into thinking I'm the best, and I make everyone dance. It's quite yeah, fun. It's, it was it's good fun. It is it. great. Uh, that that the box is that you, you get us backstage there as well. Yep. Mate, and he, uh, yeah, uh, apparently that was part of the deal of getting the venue. I have to do a set for them. So we'll have a fighting cock. We'll, we'll be fighting cock in the box, quite literally. Can, <laughs> can, we, can we be backup dancers in your next music video? Listen, if you see the move on Rasputin, you'll be like, I can do that. And I can do that, yeah. <laughs> but like I said, we, we, we're trying to change it now to the Gasputin, which will be a football celebration that footballers do once they score with the arms. So that's what me and Steve are the madman to do. So yeah, check that out. And also, obviously... Check out the same old Spurs podcast, myself and Gaza, we release every Monday. Uh, and very much like this, we're a very realistic podcast and we, we can't thank you guys enough for always showing us love and support. And that's the one thing about our club. We might have a fucking shit show on the on the field, but, you know, we, we stay together as a community and as, as a fan group. And I want to send on here as well condolences out to Ross, Ross's family, who was a, was a big Spurs fan and a big supporter of our podcast and a listener of yours, who tragically took his own life, leaving behind two, two young girls. So yeah. we're going to set up a GoFundMe page for him and, and send some Tottenham love to him and his family because they joined us, actually, for the, the, the cup final day. Uh, at, we did a SOS live and put the, put, put the big screen up and watched the final all together. And again, that's the thing. You know, when you put life into perspective and things like that, especially stuff with mental health, and I'm a big advocate and talker about things like that, and, you know, you put it into perspective, we've got, you know, our club bring us together to do things like this and talk. And, and, and that is a wonderful thing. So to leave on a positive note, uh, to get something positive out of such a negative situation like that, I just want to send love and uh, condolences to Ross's family. Yeah, I want to echo that because you mentioned you took, we spoke about it a bit last week. Uh, so when that Just Giving set up, we're going to push it heavy because it is such a it's a, it's a, it's a tough story and, and it's not. You know, this is something that's happening in in, in many households across uh, across our, our country, and you know, men often don't talk about their problems, and the people around them don't understand exactly what they're going through. And you know, I I didn't know, I didn't. He seemed every, he seemed fine every time I spoke to him, and then yeah. you know, so you know, it, it's good to look out and yeah, whatever you need from our perspective, Madge, to help promote that and and to, to you know get some something good towards the family, then uh, you'll be hundred percent up for that love man all right thank you and uh rick uh thanks a lot mate that's all right no worries we'll be back on monday rick and, and just to sort of give a little preview you've got a story to tell you don't have to say anything more but you've got a story to tell is that correct that's correct it's a banger as well so don't miss it okay. it's not about it's not about the neighbor and, and the bum holes is it <laughs> <laughs> that's common knowledge is it about is is it better than shoes falling out the loft 
Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's better oh, than that. God, I can't wait. I can't wait. And I literally don't know what it is. He won't say. All right, then, boys. <laughs> nice one. Up the Spurs. Podcast Network. Sports Social 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 Podcast Network. Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Look, my day job as a firefighter is tough, but my night job as a social media manager, my Persian cat Jinxie, that's intense. It's 8 p.m. I've finally gotten home from another 24-hour shift, and I just want to kick back with a cold one, but... Old Jinxie knocks my beer right off the counter and gives me that look that says, no drinking on the clock. But Heineken Zero Zero keeps us both happy. Zero alcohol, but just as refreshing. So I get my drink and I can still work on Jinxie's new line of merch. Heineken Zero Zero. 0.0% alcohol. Now you can. Must be 21 plus to purchase. Enjoy responsibly. Sports Social Podcast Network.